Welcome in to Locked On Phillies. The Phils win game one of the NLDS. They take down the Atlanta Braves by a score of 7-6. to six. And man, what a game it was. So much to recap, and we'll get into all of it on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phillies baseball for years on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio. Happy to be here with you as your host, the Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And what a show we're going to have for you today. This is, um, it's 514 on uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, right? Yeah, I guess it's Tuesday. Tuesday evening. We're about 10, 15 minutes Post game of the Phillies taking down the Braves. So I'm still very much amped up. What a game down in Atlanta at Truist Park by the Philadelphia Phillies. And I mean, hats off to the Braves as well because they battled back. But the Phillies come out with a win. They're starting out 1 0 in the NLDS. And uh, the first guy you got you, you to gotta look at, of course, Nick Castellanos. What an incredible day by him. He goes three for five at the dish. Three RBIs, scores a run himself. So he accounts for four runs on the day in a 7-6 win. And in the ninth inning, with Matt Olson having just hit a three-run home run for the Braves to make it 7-6 instead of 7-3, Wilson Contreras comes up and hits a fly ball, a shallow fly ball to right field. Doesn't look like Castellanos is getting there. He's booking it in. You can tell it's going to be a close play. He goes into a slide, outstretches his left arm to try and make the play, and barely scoops it off of the grass there in right field to Truist Park. Makes an incredible sliding play. Probably the best defensive play I've seen in right field by any Phillies player this year. And saves the game. Because if that goes by him, that's the wall. That's a, a double or maybe even a triple. If it's a triple, then an easy sacrifice fly. Because there was only one out at the time. Uh, a sacrifice fly gets the tying run in, and then you got to go to extras or maybe even face a walk-off potentially. Like, uh, what a play. But we don't have to worry about that because he made the play. It was great that it happened. Nick Castellanos deserves endless props for this one. And so does the guy who got the win. The win goes to Sarantia Dominguez, who pitched two innings in relief. Two innings pitched in relief for Sarantia. Comes in, shuts down the door, no hits. No runs, no earned runs, no walks, three strikeouts, just two perfect innings of relief, six straight batters retired, and it was the top six batters in the Braves lineup. Incredible work by him. Listen, Ranger Suarez didn't have his best stuff starting today. What are you going to do? He only gave up three hits, one of those a home run, so one run, an earned run uh, there with that. But he struck out five, walked five, command wasn't good. Andrew Bellotti was all right. Yeah, it's fine. Connor Brogdon should never throw a playoff uh, inning again for this Phillies team, at least in 2022. Uh, Brad Hand worked out of a jam. Sorrenti Dominguez was incredible. Jose Alvarado, incredible again. And Zach Eflin, even though he gave up that three-run home run, he gets the job done. I see a lot of people clamoring saying Eflin shouldn't close anymore. All I see is a guy who every single time he's gotten the opportunity, the Phillies have ended up winning the game. Now, I know a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. And that's not the end-all, be-all, but I'm not ripping him. Brogdon was not good in his spot. Eflin knew the margin of error he had to work with, 
plated one to Matt Olson because he didn't want to walk him and bring the go ahead or the tying run to the plate with bases loaded. And one mistake could go ahead and tie the game. So he's like, Hey, I'll take a chance and I'll plate one. And Matt Olson just did a great job of hitting it. And I'm not letting Eflin off the hook. It was not a good relief performance by him, but it was enough to get the job done. And, and that's kind of what this game was. The Phillies did just enough. I'll tell you who else had a great game. Edmundo Sosa. He's just, I know he was only one for two, but a big RBI, a double. So a run scored, he counted for two runs. So between him and Nick Castellanos, that's five of the seven runs accounted for. The other two, well, uh, Alec Bohm had two RBIs. So he counts for two himself. And now obviously these stack on top because the runs like the Castellanos scored and Sosa scored are obviously RBIs for other players. Gene Segura also an RBI in the game. So the four RBIs, uh, the four people with RBIs are Castellanos with three, Bohm with two, Segura with one, Sosa with one. And uh, just, I mean, how about the start in the first inning, the Phil's coming out and punching the Braves in the mouth with three or four hits in a row in the first inning with two outs. And it was just great. And I'll tell you what else was great. I looked this up earlier today as I was doing on the John Kikacho this morning, morning talk show radio over on 97.5 The Fanatic. In the NL wildcard series against the St. Louis Cardinals, the top five guys in the Philadelphia Phillies order, which were Schwarber, Hoskins, Romuto, Harper, and Castellanos, were three for 36, batting 083 in that series. I said they had to be better, and listen to this. Now, Schwarber, 0 for. That's rough. Okay. But Reese Hoskins, <laughs> one for five, got a big hit. Scored a run. It's good work by him. Maybe that's a breakthrough that he'll get to. A couple strikeouts on the day. Still, he'll work stuff out. JT Ramuto, one hit, five at bats, so one for five, but scored two runs on the day. Bryce Harper was a perfect three for three with a run scored. Also laid down a beautiful sacrifice bunt. Nick Castellanos, we already told you, three for five with three RBIs. Uh, those guys were significantly better today when they had to be. And Kyle Schwarber will come around. He faced the lefty today on the mound. It's a tough assignment. He's going to get a righty at some point in the series, and you know what? Take advantage then. But the top of the order did what they needed to do. I told you the keys to playoff success. Really good starting pitching. You didn't have it today from Ranger Suarez, but it was good enough. Bullpen depth. You need to have that. The Phillies, well, you see why. Today they had to throw, let me count it again, I believe it was seven pitchers total. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, seven pitchers total, six of those in relief. You need bullpen depth, and they'll continue to need that throughout this series. And you need players that can grind out at bats. And today, they did that not in the way of taking walks like they did in the ninth inning in game one against St. Louis, but they did it by way of small ball. They didn't just grind out at bats. They ground out ways around the bases. They worked runners over. They bunted people over. They hit sacrifice flies. They put the ball in play when they needed to. It was clinical small ball by the Philadelphia Phillies today. Absolutely perfect small ball by the Philadelphia Phillies today. And it's incredible because they haven't done it all year. Not under Joe Girardi, not under Rob Thompson. And then all of a sudden they come out today and you understand that this is a big series, big game. Every run is a premium. They needed every last one of them today. They won by one run. And you go ahead and see, uh, yeah, bunt over, ground ball backside, fly ball to the outfield, run scored. No home runs hit in this game. Bunch of doubles. Bunch of guy with doubles. Uh, let's let's see. I have them listed here. Uh, doubles from Harper, Segura, Castellanos, Sosa, and Hoskins. Just great work and a lot of room out there in the in the gaps and down the lines at uh, Truist Park. A couple of those Sosas and Hoskins were little dump hits just over the infield, uh, and you caught the corner outfielders playing deep. But still, 
a lot of doubles there and good stuff from the Braves too. Like they had a good day uh, at the dish. They scored six runs and you beat them anyway. And now tomorrow you have Wheeler go. The game after that, you have Nola go. I just, I told you that I might consider starting when I did the crossover with Jake Mastriani of Locked On Braves. Uh, I told you that I might consider throwing Bailey Falter in game two if you win game one. And then you can have Wheeler on full rest and Nola on full rest for the two games in Philadelphia to try and close it out. Yeah, you know what? Now that they've won, screw that. Take two games in Atlanta and then come back to Philadelphia Friday afternoon and sweep them. Sweep them. That's not out of the question. If you throw Wheeler tomorrow and he wins, you're coming back here with Nola on long rest and you're getting Nola squared away to throw Friday in the first home Phillies game in 11 years with a chance to eliminate your division rival in the defending World Series champions in the Atlanta Braves, yes, screw saving anybody. Throw Wheeler tomorrow. Throw Nola on Friday. Let's sweep this series. Now, I know that's ambitious. you got to take it one game at a time. But, hey, one's already out of the way. The Phillies are two wins away from advancing. They're two wins away from the NL Championship Series. And who would have thought? <laughs> Think back to... May. Who would have thought we'd be here? Not me. Not me. I feel like the Paul Rudd meme when he's on hot ones eating the chicken wings. Who would have thought? Huh? Not me. But um, here we are. The Philadelphia Phillies with a big win today. And now, next, we'll turn our attention to game two and what the Phillies need to clean up, what they're expected to see tomorrow, what the environment should be like, everything about that down to Park. We'll preview it all coming up next in the next segment of a very excited episode of Locked on Phillies. Okay, let me tell you about our sponsor today because this episode is brought to you by our friends over at Simply Safe. And Simply Safe is awesome. Before I get into what they've given us as far as copy, I want to tell you a little bit personally about Simply Safe. I do this every time I mention a read for them. Listen, my mom lives alone in Jersey in the house I grew up in. And a couple of years ago, that house was broken into. Luckily, she wasn't home, but I didn't feel safe having her by herself there. She didn't feel safe being there anymore. It, it, it kind of it, it breaks your comfort zone of home being safe. And guess what? The people we reached out to, well, it was the folks over at Simply Safe. They got us all squared away with the full home security system, everything taken care of there. And my mom hasn't been happier since. It's been so good taking care of everything from the door sensors and the cameras you could potentially get that we decided out for. You don't have to. The other thing that's great about Simply Safe, you can customize what you need. It's not just like a, a sign in the front yard and a base coverage. No, whatever you feel is more fitting to your scenario, they help you out with that specifically. They're great over there. So that's my personal experience with Simply Safe. I can't recommend them highly enough. I used them before, way before they were even a sponsor of this podcast. So Shout out to Simply Safe, all of the good work they do there. Now, I'll tell you a little bit about what they want me to read to you, give you the promo code, everything that we've got here. So I'll make sure I'm hitting the stuff. But man, again, I can't say it enough how good Simply Safe is and how much I recommend them. Listen, I'll, I'll read you some of the stats I got here. Over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe's home security to protect their home. Simply Safe, uh, we use it in Jersey. At my mom's place, it's great 24-7 professional monitoring. Agents will always have your back. If anything goes wrong, they're just call away. They will call you. They'll check in. Uh, it's so great. There's different uh, options that you have to get things. Let, listen to the things it instantly protects from. There are hazard centers that detect fires, floods, other threats to your home. And those are the difference between like a window breaking from a baseball being thrown through it or a window breaking by somebody breaking in. Uh, 
It's absolutely perfect. I can't tell you more about it. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com backslash locked on MLB, and you'll save 20% on your Simply, Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Again, you just got to visit the special website. It's not just simplysafe.com. It's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, let's look forward to game two of the NLDS. Now the game one is behind us, and the Philadelphia Phillies are up one to nothing on the Atlanta Braves. Taking a look forward, uh, next game we've got going, it's another game at Truist Park. The Braves are the home team again. So this will be the, I'm trying to think back. The Phillies played three on the road in Houston. They played four on the road in Washington. They played three on the road before that in Chicago. So right there, that's 10 games. Then two on the road in St. Louis, that's 12 games. With days off in between and everything there. And now tomorrow, uh, well, they played one on the road for their 13th straight road game today in Atlanta. Tomorrow will be their 14th straight road game. That's wild. That's tough. And they're persevering through persevering through all of that. Just incredible mental toughness by this Philadelphia Phillies team. Now, tomorrow they'll go at 4.35 p.m., another one of those afternoon games, this one a little bit more early evening. You heard it on the broadcast today. They were talking about it. The type of the shadows that you saw late in the game, yeah, those shadows are going to be what happens at the start of the game tomorrow. Uh, 4.35, you're going to see those shadows for probably about the first hour, hour and a half until the sun clears the bleachers and goes down, and then you'll be able to uh, see a little bit better as a hitter. So uh, runs early are going to be huge. Runs late uh, could also play a decide. I mean, runs anytime. That makes me sound like I'm waffling. What I'm saying is if you score early, it'll be unexpected and give you a big boost. If you're down early, it'll be easier to score late. So uh, that's an interesting dynamic to look at for tomorrow. The probable pitchers, you have Zach Wheeler. You have Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright, a 20-game winner in Major League Baseball this year. Zach Wheeler, absolutely incredible in his own right. In his own right. No, no pun intended there, but a pretty good one if I do say so myself. And this is one where I don't know where to give the uh, the pitching nod to. Now, Kyle Wright has been solid against the Phillies and it starts this year against them. Zach Wheeler has been solid against the Braves and it starts against them. This is just two power pitcher matchups, and this is what you get when it comes to the playoffs. But clearly the Atlanta Braves felt more comfortable with Max Freed. Kyle Wright, a very young pitcher. Max Freed, a more veteran pitcher. He's a guy that the Braves felt more comfortable going with in this spot, and he didn't have a good game for them. Now you have Zach Wheeler, who is the ace of this team, going against Kyle Wright, who, while he had a good season, and he had some postseason experience last year, He's just he's not the veteran arm that Zach Wheeler is. I know Kyle Wright's the one with more postseason experience than Zach Wheeler because he was on that World Series championship team last year. But Zach Wheeler's pitched a lot more baseball games at this level. And clearly he was very comfortable when he went, what, six and two thirds, six and a third shutout against the St. Louis Cardinals. This lineup, though, you see it today. The Atlanta Braves lineup is significantly better than the St. Louis Cardinals lineup. Zach Wheeler's going to have to really show up and show out again. What he did against the Cardinals, would love to see it replicated. Kyle Wright would love to see him rusty. And it seemed like that's what Max Fried was. It seemed like he was out of rhythm early. Maybe that's something that we'll see here. Uh, a little bit of rustiness with the Atlanta Braves having the five days off, now six days off uh, by tomorrow's game in between this and their last contest. It's just, yeah, the Phillies have the benefit of being hot right now. It's it, It's like anything. When you're going good, 
when you feel like you have momentum, the last thing you want is a long layoff. Or if you don't have momentum, you want to keep playing until you get momentum. The Phillies, they have momentum right now. The Braves, they had some, and then they lost it with the long layoff, and now they don't have it anymore. They're going to have to punch back and fight against the Phillies, and I think you're going to see a really motivated Braves team because they don't want to come into Philadelphia down two games to nothing with a chance to get swept out and having to win two on the road to even force a game seven. Game seven. Game five. Sorry, I'm so so used to seven-game series and in, uh, in playoff scenarios. But um, yeah, they're not going to want to do that. You're going to get – there's a potential you get the Braves' best effort of the series tomorrow. The good news is you have the best effort coming on the mound for you. And Zach Wheeler. So uh, that's what you got to look at. The things that have to be better. Uh, the defense was solid again for the Phillies. There, there wasn't really many defensive mistakes. Uh, some really good plays. Nick Castellanos having the best of them. That's fine. Uh, when I look at the box score, though, from the game today, Kyle Schwarber has to be better. He continues to struggle at the top of the lineup. And when your leadoff hitter is having trouble, it, clearly it doesn't slow down the team as a whole, but he's he's kind of the catalyst for getting the game started off on the right foot. And he's also a guy that can leave the yard a lot. A big home run from Kyle Schwarber, I still feel like it's coming in this series. It could very well be tomorrow. But he needs to be better than 0 for 5. Uh, some other things you're looking at. Brandon Marsh is probably going to get the opportunity out there in center field. Matt Veerling played today because you're facing the lefty Max Fried. Matt Veerling went over. I imagine it's Brandon Marsh tomorrow. Uh, Edmundo Sosa, he's probably going to sit, but see what he can do off the bench. So Bryson Stott's going to come in, and we'll see what the kid has. He had a day off. How does he rebound? Reese Hoskins got one hit. That needs to turn into more for him. He needs to use that to try and build momentum, even though he didn't have a great last couple of at-bats. The the big hit and run he scored got to be a confidence booster. And then just the continuation for the guys that were really good today. Bryce Harper continued to be great. Nick Castellanos, if he can do this all series, the Phillies are monsters. Uh, JT Romito, continue to just get one or two hits a game. And then someone down at the bottom have a two-hit day, and you're in business. It's not an easy strategy. It's not like you just go out there and do it and be like, oh, okay, no problem. We'll get two hits. He'll get three hits. Someone at the bottom will get two hits. Someone will have three RBIs and make a great diving catch. No, you can't ask for that every game. But that's what you're looking for, and you're looking for the guys who didn't do it today to hold the rope tomorrow because you never know when someone's going to have an off day. Tell you what, though, Nick Castellanos' approach at the plate looked really good today. Bryce Harper looks like he's getting back to his old self. Reese Hoskins, even though he didn't have as good of at-bats later in the game early, he looked like he had really good approach at the plate. Gene Zagora is a hitting machine. Like, this team is – this is a good baseball team. This is not fluky. This is not a miracle stretch. This is just a really good baseball team. They're playing a really good baseball team in the Braves, and they'll have to continue to be really consistently good and not make mistakes, and the bullpen will have to be better. And that's becoming more of a problem as you go deeper into the series because you use, again, six guys in relief. I'm trying to think of guys that didn't throw today, and I'm not really coming up with anyone that should throw in the next I guess Syndergaard and Gibson are still available uh I outside of that man I don't know who you're gonna throw Nick Nick Nelson I don't even think he's on the playoff roster so the bullpen's gonna get sketchy hopefully Wheeler can go seven and eliminate that and then you can get through but hey big opportunity tomorrow your best pitcher on the mound put a great lineup together grind out of bats find a way to make it 2-0 easier said than done but 
there's a path to the Phillies potentially sweeping this, and it's because they won game one today. Now, coming up next, we've got the schedule for the rest of the week, and if you haven't seen it yet, I just want to update you on the game times and the expectations for what's going on in Philadelphia. We'll discuss that next as we wrap up today's Locked on Phillies. Okay, so I'm pulling this up right now, so I have it for you. I tweeted it out, and I already forgot in the heat of the game. But the the game times have been announced for the final games of Phillies Braves. So, of course, game one was played at 107 today. Tomorrow, game two will be played at 4.35 p.m. It'll be on Fox for television broadcast purposes down in Atlanta at Truist Park. Then there'll be an off day for travel as they come back here to Philadelphia for the first home playoff game in 11 years for the Philadelphia Phillies. That's game three of the series, potentially the clinching game if the Phillies win tomorrow. That game will be played Friday evening, 4.37 p.m. I kind of like it. The Braves had to deal with their first game being at 107, where a lot of people were at work still. The stadium was kind of quiet to start, and the Phillies jumped out early, and they were kind of not in control ever since, but it gave them the edge they needed to win. The Phillies, well, 437. People are going to take days off of work. People are going to leave early. That stadium is going to be sold out and packed. I don't believe there will be an empty seat in the house. I'll be in the box. It's going to be a great atmosphere there. So 437, get out early. That's nice. That game should be done by 8, and you'll have your Friday night ahead of you. Don't go too hard because you're going to have to wake up Saturday and be ready for 2.07 p.m. first pitch in game four. If necessary, if necessary. Listen, if I'm a betting man, I would bet that that's, uh, that game will be played. I don't think the Phillies will sweep the Braves. I'm not confident enough in that because I think the Braves are a really good baseball team. But, hey, 2.07 p.m., game four is scheduled for Friday. That's on Fox Sports 1. So is the uh, – or, sorry, Saturday is 2.07 p.m. Fox Sports 1 has the Friday game and the Saturday game. So a little Saturday afternoon baseball, and people are like, oh, well, Saturday, middle of the day. Hey, at least it's a weekend. The Braves had a 1 o'clock game on a Tuesday. We got a two o'clock game on a Saturday where no one works or most people don't work. The stadium should still be packed. That could be another clinching game. So I'd expect the stadium to be filled up again if it gets to game four at 207 on Saturday. And then Sunday, it's really important. It's game five. It's down in Atlanta. It's a 437 p.m. start on FS1. Sunday, football Sunday. Well, the Eagles play. Sunday night football that doesn't start till 830, which is four hours after first pitch. So Hopefully, as long as it's not a really long game, the Phillies game shouldn't, if it goes five, shouldn't interfere with the Eagles-Cowboys Sunday night game. So that works out perfectly. Great scheduling there. I actually don't hate the scheduling uh, when it comes to how it benefits the Phillies. I think it's a little unfair to the Braves that today's game was at 1 o'clock and tomorrow's is at 4.35 on a Wednesday. But hey, the Phillies are just, uh, they got stuff breaking their way right now, including the schedule. So get ready for, put it on your calendar, 437. You got to be at Citizens Bank Park on Friday, 207. You got to be at Citizens Bank Park on Saturday. That place needs to be rocking because we could be seeing this team go to the NLCS. Long way to go till there. You got to win tomorrow. Give yourself that opportunity. But, hey, you got the first one done. The Phillies won today. They're 1-0 in the NLDS. Called myself there. And Wheeler tomorrow, Noel on Friday. Awesome opportunities. What a fun time it is to be a Phillies fan. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, Sully, he's covering baseball in general. Interesting stuff going on in Mariners, Astros, Dodgers, Padres. The California series is great. Yankees, 
taking on the Cleveland Guardians, who a lot of people think are underrated. A lot of interesting things going on across Major League Baseball playoff landscape. So go ahead and check out Sully's work on Locked on MLB. It's available wherever you get your podcasts, available on YouTube, available on Odyssey. So are we, by the way. And make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, following on Twitter at LO underscore Phillies. Follow me at Connor Thomas 975 on Twitter and stay locked in on Locked on Phillies because a lot of fun days to come, hopefully, in this playoff run still. If the Phillies continue to play like this, we're only just getting started. I'll talk to you again tomorrow on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.